Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for Monday Morning Discipleship. Uh, We'd like to come on each and every Monday, try to give you something to supplement uh, what you may have heard on Sunday. So let's get back into our series. We've been uh, in a series uh, dealing with obedience in discipleship. And uh, what we want to do is we want to take you beyond uh, just being discipled um, in, in the terms of saying, you know, I'm a disciple in, in name only, as we've been talking about. We want you to be more than just disciples in name only. It's got to be in your living. And, and in order for it to be in your living, there's got to be some obedience to what the word of God tells us to do. So um, what we what where we left off on last week and we're going to pick it up this week. We told you that we're going to be at at some point. We're going to head into our book. Are we still making disciples? And so we're going to spend uh, the next few weeks uh, dealing with with information from this book. Are we still making disciples? And let me do this uh, at the beginning of the podcast. I usually do this at the end of the podcast. But if you would like a copy of this book, Are We Still Making Disciples? Go to my website, website www.krjpublishing.com. One more time www.krjpublishing.com. You go to my website, you can order uh, this book there. And there is also a companion workbook that goes with this book. Um, So you could go to the website, www.krjpublishing.com, and you can pick up a copy of this book. Are we still making disciples pushing the church beyond membership and Sunday morning worship? This is a well, particularly in the church circles. This is fast becoming the book that I'm most known for. Um, this book, Are We Still Making Disciples? So that's my little commercial there. We'll do another one before we get out of here uh, when we do our tag. So um, over the next couple of weeks, though, as we deal with obedience and discipleship, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be looking at chapters three and four uh, in the book. And I'm just going to be pulling uh, excerpts here and there. We'll still touch on some scripture. But let me give you the title of these chapters that we're going to be looking at um, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, chapter three, strangely enough, it's called Monday Morning Discipleship. What happens after the shout? That's chapter three, Monday Morning Discipleship. What happens after the shout? And of course, we deal uh, with our living, right? What happens after we get done shouting and running around the church on Sunday morning? Then chapter four is titled Blurred Lines Has Conformation Conquered Transformation. Now, I made sure that you understand that conform meaning to conform to something, not confirm, has confirmation conquered transformation. And so we're going to be in these these chapters the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm just going to start um, again. We're not going to read all the way through. We're just going to pull certain certain portions of it. And then then we'll be on out the way. Uh, well, each week we'll be on out the way today. But we're going to pull certain portions of each chapter out of the book um, as we go through. So let's look at something in chapter three again. Uh, chapter three is entitled Monday Morning Discipleship. That's that's actually where we got the um, the the title for this Monday morning that we do every week. Monday Morning Discipleship. What happens after the shout? And so let me, let me pull uh, let me pull some 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 excerpts. I'm going to read these first couple of paragraphs. So I once wrote a piece for my website entitled Why Sunday Morning Just Isn't Enough. The thought behind the piece was to get people beyond the idea that all they needed to do was attend church on Sunday morning and discipleship would be a breeze. The piece stressed the importance of Bible class so that one could better understand what the Sunday morning celebration 
was all about. Ultimately, if we become better students of the word, we become better stewards of our lives. As it has been said, uh, as it's been said, preaching pulls you out of the world, but teaching pulls the world out of you. Now, let me pause right there again as we're talking about this, right? This, this, this idea that we can just go to church on Sunday morning and we would completely understand discipleship that we could just go to church on Sunday morning and discipleship would be a breeze that, that, that we don't have to do anything else. We go to church on Sunday morning and we'd be inspired or we'd be filled or whatever the case may be. And then we would just go ahead and we'd be all right after that. And so again, what, what I wanted to stress here again, and I, I reference a piece that I wrote from my website, why Sunday morning, just as uh, Sunday morning, just isn't enough. And the whole idea, and if you know me well, you know that I'm a big proponent of Bible class. And, and, you know, I'm in a minority, I'm sure when it comes to preachers, I'm more of a proponent for Bible class than I am for Sunday morning service because it's Bible class that really changes people. It's studying the word. And again, the preached word has its place, but it's studying the word of God that really has an effect on people. Once they start reading it and getting it down in their spirit, then it starts to permeate the rest of their lives. And so if we're going to be discipled, if we're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, we got to get this word down in us. And then we have to apply it to our lives and start living out the word. So as we're talking about obedience and discipleship, this is where I'm trying to get you to. But we've got to live out the word of God. We've got to be obedient to the word of God. We can't just be disciples in name only. And so, again, as we talked about it in this book, right, as it's been said, and I've, I've referenced that here before on Monday Morning Discipleship, and I've told you all, I don't know where the quote originated. But if, you, if you're around Reverend Jackson, you're going to hear this quote, quote quite often. Preaching pulls you out of the world, but teaching pulls the world out of you. So as, as we're going to be disciples of Christ, we have to get worldly ways and worldly living out of our lives. And we have to get back to the word of God. We have to apply the word of God to our lives. So let me read a little bit further here. The challenge of living a living a life of discipleship goes far beyond the sanctuary. It's imperative for those in the body of Christ to understand that it's much more important to live a life of service than it is to live a life to be in church service. The truth of the matter has always been that people pay more attention to our weekday witness than they do to our Sunday morning celebration. So, so now again, let me pause right here as we're talking about being obedient and discipleship. This is what I mean when I say we've got to let that word permeate our lives and we've got to walk it like we talk it. We've got to be obedient to the word of God in the same way that when we're going out, we're witnessing to people, right? And we're trying to draw them in. We're trying to get them to come to Christ and we're witnessing and we're telling them about how Jesus saves, telling them how the word of God will change their life or whatever. People need to be able to see as the word of God changing your life. Are you obedient to the word? Again, as it's the title of this chapter, what happens after the shout? Monday morning discipleship, what happens after the shout? And even as I started on this journey here, even as I started uh, with this podcast, um, you know, 
uh, coming and, and, and doing this on Monday morning, even when I had the idea to, to, to do this, you know, I basically had the, the mentality that we need something after Sunday morning. You all hear me when I start off this podcast, I say, I'm coming to give you something to supplement what you heard on Sunday, because I know that Sunday is not enough to keep us on the straight and narrow. Sunday morning is not enough. I, I, I listen, I, I know that many of us have struggled over this last year with not being able to go to church like we normally would. Uh, many of us are missing that, that connection, that Sunday morning worship. And we talked about that last week. We made mention of Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 talks about us not forsaking the assembly uh, of, of, of ourselves together so that we can encourage one another to good works. Never, ever let it be said that Reverend Jackson is against church. And I, and again, I, there's some things that I, I wrote in this book that I know that, that I heard some ways directly and some ways through the grapevine that it rubbed some preachers the wrong way because I was speaking about the fact that we, we have to stop worrying about getting people so excited about church and how we going to shout the church on Sunday morning, how we're going to make them run around the church on Sunday morning. And then they run on out the door and they continue to live lives that are contrary to the word of God. And the mentality is that, listen, if these people ain't changing, then, then as we, we talked about, I think, uh, last week when we read some things in the introduction, maybe, no, I didn't do that here. I apologize. I did that on the radio broadcast. But as, as we talked about this, I, I, I shared some thoughts in the introduction of the book. And I said, part of the issue is the message from the pulpit. Again, we, we've become so centered on the material side of God blessing us. Right. And, and again, God does have material blessings for you that we have not pushed the idea that God will bless you in your obedience too. again, God's God's only blessing is not material. In fact, they're the least of the blessings. Eternal life is the blessing. Health is the blessing. You keeping your family waking you up in the morning, as we like to say, these are blessings. And these are things that money cannot buy. And so, so the point here is that we, we become obedient to the word of God, not just Sunday morning church service, not just Sunday morning Christians. Be obedient to the word of God. Let me, let me go a little bit further here because there, there's so much, again, we, we're going to take our time. We got, we got plenty, plenty of time to, 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 to get to this. But again, as I said, the challenge of living a life of discipleship goes far beyond the sanctuary. The challenge of living a life of discipleship. Again, in my Tuesday night Bible class that I'm doing on my Facebook page, by the way, if you haven't liked that page, please go ahead and do that. Kelly R. Jackson Ministries on Facebook. Um, what I've been dealing with is a sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapters five through seven. And I'm always telling people it wasn't a sermon as much as it was a teaching. And what Jesus was really doing was teaching all those that were listening about Christian living. How to live properly, how to live according to the word of God, how to live according to the commandments of God. Because it's got to be in your living, which means that you got to be obedient. You got to say, what does the word say? Right. You, you know, again, I, I'll share, you know, I like to share all these things that, that I say when I'm teaching. I'm going to share this with the time that we got left. We got about eight minutes left here. And, uh, you know, I share all these these comments and things that I make. And I, I've often told people 
that at this stage of my life, where I am in my call, Reverend Jackson doesn't have an opinion. Reverend Jackson, what do you think about this? Reverend Jackson, what do you think about that? Well, let's see what the word of God has to say about it. Even if you hear me talking and I'm not bringing chapter and verse to you, trust and believe that my thoughts are informed by the word of God. If I, if I were to point out to you something wrong, if I were to say to you something wrong, I would let you know. Now, this is contrary to the word of God. I, I don't have an opinion anymore. If I'm really going to do this disciple thing right, I don't have an opinion anymore. It's whatever God says. And I'm going to frame my life according to the word of God. Right? I need to get myself in the word and I get myself in the word by getting the word in my life, not changing the word, not manipulating the word, but saying, what does the word say? And we're going to be obedient to the word. And if we're not doing what the word says, we're disobeying. <laughs> we're being disobedient. Discipleship is a call to obedience. We talked last week, right? When we said, Jesus said, this, this commandment that I give you is that you love one another. It is a command. He, it wasn't a request that he was making. This is how people will know you're my disciples. If you love one another. So I'm giving you this new commandment, love one another. So again, the challenge of living a, a life of discipleship goes beyond the sanctuary. As I wrote here in the book, it is imperative for those in the body of Christ to understand that it's much more important to live a life of service than it is to live a life to be in church service. Now, let, let me let me do one more thing here. Let me see how much time I got left here. I got about five minutes left. Here, and then we're going to be out of here this week and we'll pick it up on next week. So let, let me read a couple more paragraphs here and then we're going we're gonna to end it there. Make no mistake about it. No matter what you sing, how you shout or what your testimony is on Sunday morning, people are aware when your worship and your witness don't match. <laughs> I'm coming back to that in just a second. Even if they're just as bad as you are come Monday morning, they still don't respect the fact that you appear to be two different people. This last paragraph we're going to read today. Many church members struggle with the fact that a calling is a lifestyle. What God has anointed you to do goes beyond what people see of you for three or more hours on Sunday morning. If the anointing that you're under hasn't permeated your entire life, people will question the authenticity of it. Many of us are shouting on Sunday morning and posting about it on social media by Sunday afternoon. But the real question is, come Monday morning, has there been a carryover? My God, today, listen, I don't... <laughs> I tell you all the time, I don't take credit. My name is on the book because I was a vessel that God used. But I thank God. I, you all have heard me say this before. I'm going to say it one more time here. I thank God for allowing me to be a part of this. I thank God for allowing me to write this book. Because when I go back and I look at it, it blesses me. And I've given you my testimony about this book before and how God just gave me this book in three weeks and, and, it's, it's a blessing to me. So anyway, let me go back to this before we get out of here, before I run out of time. And I talked about this, no matter what your conduct is on Sunday. I said, no matter how much you, how you sing or how you shout, you know, we, we, we all got our footwork together and all that good stuff. And what your testimony is, people are aware when your worship and your witness don't match. One more time, I'm going to re repeat that in this book. People are aware 
when your worship and your witness don't match. They are aware when you push the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But then you push the word of God aside at your own convenience. People are not stupid. They know when we faking it. And you all have heard me say this before. We, we talked about how we got to get the millennials in the church. And then now it's the, the group behind the millennials. Y'all forgive me. I don't know what we're calling uh, the group behind the millennials. I'm, I'm a little, little out of the loop on that. Um, but we're trying to figure out how to keep the young people in church. And we got all these gimmicks and things like this. And I keep telling people, the, the, if you want to keep them in church, tell them the truth. They want the truth. They want honesty. They don't like fake. They don't like fake. And and listen, we get caught up sometimes because we're like, these kids want us to be loyal. But these are some of the most disloyal people in the world. And none of that matters, y'all. It's not about their conduct. They're looking to us for our conduct. And our job is to live up to the standard, live up to the call to give them something to shoot for. Now, maybe they may not ever get there, but maybe they will. Again, these kids or these kids nowadays, they're just out of control. We were out of control, too. Listen, Reverend Jackson don't have time to tell you all the things that I did that were against God. I would I would say it like this anti God, because if it ain't for God, it's anti God. Reverend Jackson w- w- was living that life, too. Was I as bad as some of the stuff I see nowadays? No, but it was bad enough. It, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't for God. So that's bad enough. And so at the end of the day, they want us to be honest, right? Where my time at? About three minutes left. (laughs) People are aware when the worship and the witness don't match. Now, again, and I just I just kind of spelled this out here very quickly. And as, as I said in the next line, even if they are as bad as you come Monday morning, they still don't respect the fact that you appear to be two different people. That you appear to be saying y'all got to listen to what God says and y'all not listen to what God says. Obedience. You need to be obedient to the word of God. And yet we're not obedient to the word of God. And again, I want to stress this one more time. I keep sharing this with you all. I'm not telling you to be perfect. You can be faithful without being perfect. Y'all understand me? You can be faithful without being perfect perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to slip up. You're going to fall. But do you come back to what you say you committed to and say, I got to do better next time. Right. Again, I, 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 I'm going to leave it right here. And, and I, I keep telling myself, you got to take your time because you got plenty of weeks to deal with this. Many church members struggle with the fact that a calling is a lifestyle. A calling is a lifestyle. Again, we talked about being called to discipleship. You weren't called to a title. You were called to a lifestyle. It it requires obedience to the word of God. You weren't called to a title. I think I shared this with you all last week. If not, I'll share it right now. I put this on social media one day. I said, you get the call before you ever get the title. You get the call before you get the title. May have shared that on Wisdom Wednesday. I'm not sure where I said it. You get the call to discipleship 
before you're actually a disciple. Jesus says, come follow me. Come be a learner and follower. And even in that moment, there's got to be a level of obedience. I'm going to come because you called me. Last thing before we get out here, then I'll, I'll circle back to this again on next week. Many of us are shouting on Sunday morning and posting about it on social media about Sunday afternoon. But the real question is, come Monday morning, has there been a carryover? So I'll say it like this and then we'll be out of here. I'm, I'm over 20 minutes now. I'll say it like this and then we'll be out of here. As many people love that Sunday morning sermon, and they love that Sunday morning shout when pastor gets to the end and he's, he's, you know, he's closing and he's pulling it. One Friday, he's, you know, he's doing a whole thing. He's, he's, he's put, and they love that sermon. Then the question I have to ask is that if you think all you need is that Sunday morning sermon, is there a carryover into your life? Is there a carryover into Monday morning? I'll say it like this and then we get out of here in relation to Bible class. And I explained to a Bible class like this one time. I said, listen, I said, Sunday morning, I said, look at Sunday morning like this. Sunday morning is that you came here and you filled up your gas tank. You were ready for the week. Just like you would fill up your gas tank at the beginning of your work week. You say, let me go ahead and put some gas in the car so we can get back and forth to work, whatever. I said, but by Wednesday, you probably need a little more gas. You may not be on empty, but you headed that way. And you probably going to need a little more gas. Now, you can say, well, you know what? I'll be all right. But by Thursday night, Friday, heading on into Saturday, that gas is getting low. And it's like, well, am I going to make it to Sunday morning? <laughs> feel like I'm preaching right now. And what I was explaining to them is I said, when you come to church on Sunday morning and you fill up your gas tank, the devil starts siphoning from you the moment you leave church. He starts siphoning Sunday night. Sometimes Sunday afternoon when you get home, he starts siphoning. Monday, he starts siphoning on the job. Siphoning, kids ain't acting right, husband ain't acting right, wife ain't acting right, siphoning. Tuesday, car giving you trouble, job giving you trouble, people in the church giving you trouble. He starts siphoning. By Wednesday, you need a boost. You need a word. You need a word. That's why Bible class comes in handy by Wednesday. I, I need to get into my Bible so I can feel like I can make it. But in order to do that, there's got to be a level of obedience. Because the Bible says that the word is going to save you. Stay in your word. The Bible tells us as, as, as we go later into our Bible, stay in your word. If you go to the beginning of your Bible, the book of Joshua, don't, don't let, don't, don't, don't stay, don't stray away from the word. Stay with the word. That's an obedience mindset that I'm going to keep on studying the word so I can keep on serving God the right way. Let me put a pen in it. Let me end it right there because we've gone a little bit over today. So we'll pick this up again on next week in the book. Are we still making disciples as we continue on talking about obedience in discipleship? So that's all the time that we've got for this week. Listen, best way to keep up with us 
is on our ministry's website, ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. We also encourage you, again, as we told you earlier in the podcast, if you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, Are We Still Making Disciples? or any of our other works, we got 14 books there. Go to the publishing website, publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, share it with your friends and family. And we would definitely, definitely appreciate it. Whether you're listening on iTunes, whether you're listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, all of these other different places where the podcast is being uh, shared, um, subscribe to the podcast and we would definitely appreciate it. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship, obedience and discipleship. I believe this is part four. Uh, if I'm not, y'all charge it to my head, not to my heart. But we hope that you're enjoying this series and we're going to pick it up again on next week in our book, Are We Still Making Disciples? So we hope that you enjoy what we had to share on today. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.